the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Today is the second Sunday of the, the Great Lent, the Fast of Lent. And as we have heard the Gospel, the Gospel of the temptation of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it, it opens with an interesting statement or an interesting verse. It says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. I want to talk about how and, and why was he led by the Spirit. When Jesus, that's an answer to many, many questions we are asking. How Jesus would, if isn't he God, how can he be led by the Spirit? How he can fast, how he can pray. And, and many, many questions they have one answer. The answer is, he became human. He became real human. And without that, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have been saved. And because he became human, he submitted himself to the Holy Spirit. And remember that our main problem our main reason for falling was pride, lack of submission. We weren't submitting ourselves. That's why Jesus came to reverse, and we're going to see that throughout all the temptations he went through from the devil. He came to reverse our sinful actions just to be the perfect man. And to show us the way of perfection. And to show us that He can grant us perfection if we abide to Him. If we stick to His commandments. To, to live in Him. So He accepted to be led by the Spirit because He was human. And, and in Romans 8, St. Paul says, As many as the people who are led by the Spirit, those are the children of God. So how to become a child of God? Be led by the Spirit. Even into temptation? Yes. Would God allow temptation to us? Yes. Why? And there is an answer of five reasons given by St. John Chrysostom in his commentary on this Gospel, in this passage. He said, temptation are profitable for us. One, they are unavoidable. We are in this world. But they are profitable. We can profit from being tempted. Definitely not to fall. But accepting temptation and stand against temptation is something beneficial to us. He said the following. He gave five reasons for, for why we might be tempted. The first one, he says, by temptation, we might be taught to be stronger. We stand for our beliefs. We stand for our faith in Christ. So, being tempted, we become stronger. Our faith is, is pricey. It's something very precious. It shouldn't be cheap. That we can live in the world and, and be of the world and live like the people of the world and then 
we can claim that we are Christians. I think I told you before about the, the, the German pastor. His name is Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And he was against the Nazi system and, and regime. And he was, he, he was martyred three weeks before the end of World War II. And he wrote a very nice book called The Cost of Discipleship. In, in which he was talking about the grace of God is not cheap. The grace of God is not cheap. Living with God shouldn't be something easy. Not because he wanted to be difficult, but something precious for which he accepted to be crucified and for which we should be also accepting to be crucified. So the first, he wanted to, us to, to be taught to be stronger. Number two, he said, you need to be taught modesty, humility, how to be moderate, how to be in the middle, not to feel pride because you have many gifts and not to feel broken if you are repressed. So, you should be in the middle always, because always virtue is, is the, the middle way between two voices. That's a nice definition of virtue. Virtue is the middle way between two voices. You don't need to be proud of yourself. You don't need to be prideful. Yes, we understand that. But also you don't need to feel you are broken. But you feel that I am nothing but I am everything in Christ. That's the middle way. And remember that sometimes we swing. If someone praises us, what would happen? We feel very happy. One hour later, someone would say something bad to us. Someone would rebuke me. What's going to happen? I'm going to be broken. And we keep doing like that. That's why one of the, the desert fathers, he said, never leave your peace in the mouth of the people. Never leave your peace in the mouth of the, of the people. Because the people would praise you on Sunday. Right? And then on Friday, they will say, crucify him. It happened. That's exactly what happened with, with Jesus Christ. He, they told him, you are the king of Israel, someday. Five days later, what did, did they say? Crucify him. Free for us, Barabbas. That's, that's how the world is working. But Jesus is not waiting for the glory of the people, nor he's afraid of their rebuke. He knows what he's doing. He knows why he came and what he came for. So, modesty. This is the second reason St. John Chrysostom is giving for, for accepting temptation. The, the third one, he said that you prove to the devil that you are God's person, God's child. You do not, you do not submit to him. You, don't, you, do, you, are, you have forsaken him. You have forsaken the devil. And you're only following Christ. You only follow Christ. So that's, that's the benefit of temptation, that you take a stance, take a stand. You say, I am God's person. A fourth reason he's giving, it's similar to the first one. He said, 
to be stronger like steel. You know, to harden the steel, what they do? They put, put it into very severe condition, cooling, and then, and then heating. That's how it becomes hardened. And in a good way. In a good way to, to improve the characteristics of the material. That's how when we go through temptation and we stand, we become stronger. And we are taught to deal with, with tough situations. We, we all know that. I mean, people would like to go to good schools, good colleges. Why? Because they want to get good future. But they know these schools are very competitive. To get in, you need to have very high qualifications. And also, you know that when you get in, you will be, you will be demand. It's very demanding. They will require a lot from you. And again, because eternal life is something precious. It deserves that. The last, the last uh, reason St. John Chrysostom is giving for why we would be tempted. He says that because we, we are entrusted with so many treasures. And to be, to prove that you are, you are, uh, deserve that. That you are entrusted with these treasures. You should stand against temptations. You will be tempted. But because again, God gives you a lot, big things, huge things. You need to stand against temptations. Then we're going to come to the three, the three temptations that Jesus went through. And by the way, he said something interesting in the, his introduction to, to getting to the, the three temptations that Jesus went through. He says, only the noble people, the good people, the strong people, the, the people who want to live with God, are the ones who are tempted. The devil doesn't tempt the people who are with him. They are, he knows that they are okay. They are in his team. But he starts to tempt. That's why many people, I've heard it from so many people, and even many of us, I think, they have experienced that. When you decide to, to go back to God, to return to God, to live with God, temptations start to be hard. The thoughts, the lusts, the old temptations start to become harder. Because the devil doesn't want to, to tempt someone who is dead. They want, they, they, he wants to tempt the person who wants to be alive away from him. And that's why the noble persons who are, are the ones who are tempted. Then again, we're going to come to the three temptations. And I want to compare them to the temptation through which uh, Adam went through. Number one, the first one was about food. The, the devil went to Jesus and, and told him, change these stones or transform these stones to become food, to become bread. And, and Jesus, you know, that he answered him and said, we only live by the word of God. But it has eating. What was the temptation of Adam? Eating. Even though God didn't tell Adam, don't eat. He told him, eat from every tree. So the problem is not that you don't eat. But there is limits. And he set a limit. Just one tree, don't eat from it. What did he do? He ate from this specific one. 
And again, I, I, I say that every fast, but I'm going to keep saying it. So, you might get bored from that, but please, please try to bear with me. We, we say, the fast is too long, 55 days. I cannot. That's too long. Which means, we want to eat, but we want to eat whichever we want. We don't want to... The, the fasting is not that we are not going to eat. We are going to eat, but we are going to change the kind of food. At least, we are going to sacrifice something very tiny. But we say, we bargain. That's too long. Why don't we begin from the fourth week, the fifth week? What about the, the holy week and two weeks? And all, all kinds of bargaining. But we, wanna, we don't want to... We don't want to abide to what the church is teaching us. To what Jesus himself did. That he, he didn't, he didn't, uh, he, he fasts. And then when the devil wanted to tempt him by eating because he's hungry, uh, he, he, he said, we live by the word of God. The second temptation was about vainglory. He told him, go and throw yourself from the pinnacle of, of the, the, the temple. And Jesus told him that don't tempt your God. Stand on your faith. This is, this is the, the moral of, of this temptation. This is what I should get. And remember what, what the, the, the devil did with, with, uh, with Adam and Eve. He told them, eat from the tree. Why? Because you're going to be like God. Even though they have never been deprived from being like God. They, they bore His image. They were created after His likeness. But the devil is giving a promise that you're going to get something away from God to be like Him. Not from Him. The difference is very tiny. Even though it seems tiny, but it's day and night. Whether you're going to get the, the privilege from God or away from Him. You're going to defy Him or you're going to be submitting to Him. You are getting your pleasure from Him or from outside. The devil is always a liar. And he told them, you're going to be like God and they have never been. Actually, what happened? The, the image of God in them became distorted, became confused. <coughs> And their knowledge of God became confused. So, vainglory. And that's why pride is a big thing. So, eating, pride. The third thing is the, the, the money, the, the richness. So, the third one was that the, the devil went to Jesus and told him, I'll give you all the kingdoms. All the kingdoms. You're going to be happy. You're going to be strong. Away from me. Away from me. And this is the key for all temptations. Away from God. This is the only pursuit of the devil. Is to take you away from God. And the, the only struggle we need to struggle, we need to fight for, the good fight is be in him, with him. Believing that he is the truth. He is the life and he is the way. He is the truth, he is the life, he is the way. The, the, the Adam and Eve were promised that they will be happy or happier away from God. But what happened? 
sorrow, pain, toil. This is what they gained. Till today. Till today. However, Jesus came and reversed that and gave us the promise of eternal life if we decided to follow him and to follow his steps. The last thing I'm going to say, it's a verse from, from uh, the first epistle of, of St. John, chapter 2. And I think it's very related to the, 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 the gospel of today. He says, do not love the world. That's the, the, the ending for, or the conclusion for all the Catholic epistles, the reading of the Catholic epistle. Every reading of the Catholic ep- epistle we read in the church, we conclude it with this verse. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So whether you love one and hate the other, or hate the other and, and love the first. There, there is no compromise. It's one or the other. They are mutual exclusive. You whether to love the world, you cannot have, you cannot have both. We always try to do both. Why we want to do both? Because we don't want to give up something. We, we, we wanna, it's good to be with God. But don't sacrifice something for Him. But actually, He said, if you want to come after me, you need, take to, you need to be, take up your cross and, and give up yourself and come follow me. So he said, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, eating, the lust of the flesh, the body, the lust of the eyes, vainglory, pride, and the pride of life. The pride of life is wealth, money, riches, possessions. This is our, these are the things of the world. Jesus never said that you're not going to use any of that. You're going to eat. You're going to be satisfied. You're going to have possessions. But you've never, you are not possessed by those things. You are not obsessed by those things. You are not a servant of those things. Eating is not a goal. It's a mean. It's just I need food just to, to carry on my, my activities. It's not a goal in itself. That's why if I cannot fast, it becomes a goal. I cannot please God by fasting. I cannot please God by giving up some kind of food. So he said, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Very clear. Period. This is not of the Father. And then he goes on to say, and the world is passing away. This is the problem. If someone thought, I had a discussion uh, some times ago, and someone was talking to me and said, the money is very important. I need money. I want to secure my future. Someone who was very young. Someone who was very young. And he was very serious. And he says, I need money. Because that's how my life will be secured. He told him, no one said that if you, to live with God, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that you can, you'll have stuff. But security is not coming from money. It's not coming from anything except from God. Only from Him. Only from Him. And that's the, we need to believe in that. That's why he goes on to say, 
and the world is passing away. So if you put your, your uh, trust on the things of the world, it's passing away. It fades away. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he, he who does the will of God abides forever. He who, who does the will of God abides forever. We want to abide forever. The, 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 the church is teaching us today through this reading that we need to abide forever by being with Him, not by falling into the temptation. And glory be to God forever. Yeah.